Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Welcome everyone this morning, Tuesday the, uh, the 5th of April, 2022. Thank you for making the effort to get out of bed this morning and uh, Come along to the meditation with our Zen, supporting each other's practice. So take some time just to settle in. <clears throat> Settling into your posture. Just checking in that you're sitting comfortably with your back relatively straight. Checking in with your breathing through the belly and the chest and the nostrils. Your eyes may be open or closed <clears throat> or a combination of both throughout the meditation. So this week is guided meditation. We continue our study together really of guided meditation. This year we have a number of Zen friends who are leading the meditations apart from myself. And uh, as we did previous year, I like to encourage us all to see this as an ongoing learning process because I really do feel that uh, guided meditation has its place in Zen practice. Another kind of insight I had yesterday was the importance of trust in guided meditation. That is being able to trust the leader of the guided meditation, the facilitator. It's a, it's a huge privilege and honor to lead a guided meditation. And I invite you all to, to give me your trust um, in, allowing my, in allowing my voice to direct your attention throughout the guided meditation. You 
in a sense, you're being willing to allow yourself to be guided in that sense is, is, a, is a huge act of trust. And I acknowledge that. And at times, if you feel some sense of hesitancy or resistance to allowing yourself to do that, that's perfectly understandable and that's perfectly okay as well. So today, we're going to be focusing on the, uh, the first line of the practice principles. Caught in a self-centered dream. Only suffering. As the dream metaphor suggests, our practice is to wake up from being caught in the self-centered dream. and returning to our natural state of peace and happiness, which is exactly what the world needs right now, whether that's in the microcosm of our own home where we live and the community in which we live, or whether it's on a global level because We're all interconnected on this one global field of awareness, of consciousness. Every sentient being, every individualized vortex of consciousness is important in contributing to global peace. So let's remember the, uh, the basic movement of what we might refer to as the metaphor of the wheel of awareness. So we take the metaphor of a wheel, the hub or center is awareness itself, the knowing of the contents of awareness. It's awareness is the knower or the experiencer. The spokes of the wheel are where we stretch our attention 
to the wheel itself, wherein lies what we might describe as the objects or contents of our experience. So when we're doing a guided meditation, if I say, please direct your attention to the belly and focus on the sensation of breathing. And maintain your awareness in that location. Maintain your attention in the location of the belly as it's rising and falling with the breath. Let's just do that for a minute or two, just as an example. So on the in-breath, taking in the breath, the belly rises, expands. And as we're releasing the breath on the out-breath, it contracts, falls. In the old days, when I was doing insight meditation, we used to be instructed to give that a label. We could call it in, out, or rising, falling. We use guided meditations as a kind of research as well. Meditation itself is research into consciousness or awareness. I use those terms often synonymously, but they can sometimes be distinguished. So meditation is, has been one of the, the ancient ways of how we research consciousness. And this morning, I'm just going to introduce two basic concepts of consciousness research. Phenomenal consciousness and meta-consciousness. And they're very important terms when it comes to understanding guided meditation. Or even meditation that you do without being guided. Self-meditation, if you like. Auto-meditation. So when I say, keep your focus on the breath and experience the rich texture of sensations, 
it's like I'm directing, if we take the metaphor of awareness being a kind of torch, we're directing the, the light of awareness towards and focused on the belly breath. And then when we say to ourselves, breathing in, breathing out, or we say to ourselves, rising or falling, we are actually re-representing each moment to ourselves and we're languaging it. So this is what's called in the research literature, meta-consciousness. It's the explicit knowing of the content of experience. You know that you are experiencing breathing in the belly and you're experiencing the various textures of the sensations as the belly rises and falls. Now, as we are focusing on the belly, we're also experiencing sensations, of course, in all other different regions, the soles of the feet, the buttocks on the chair, But they're often in the background and we're not necessarily explicitly aware of them, but we're still conscious of them, but not necessarily knowingly conscious of them. That's the difference between what's called phenomenal consciousness and meta-consciousness. So if you like, phenomenal consciousness is continuous and uninterrupted. Metaconsciousness is kind of like intermittent. It's only really when we bring our attention <coughs> to the fact of being aware and that we can direct our attention that we become metaconscious. Now, why is this important? So I'd just like you to continue to maintain your attention on the breath. Now I want you to shift your attention, like you're shifting the torchlight of your attention, and I want you to shine that light onto whatever sound is the most predominant in your awareness right now. 
So for me, it's cars going past. For you, it might be birds or it might be some other sound. So shift your, the focus of your attention now from the breath to a sound. And notice how when we shift the focus of our attention to the sound, the awareness of the breath continues, but it's not, it, it's dimmer. It's not quite as detailed and more in the background and the sounds more in the foreground. Now I want you to shift the focus of your attention and bring it to the face, to your face. And bring your awareness, allow yourself to experience your mouth as in a slight half smile. your jaw, your cheeks, your eyes, the forehead, And you still be phenomenally aware of the sounds, but not quite in as much detail. Similarly with the breath, as you shift your attention to the phase, again, the breath awareness will go more into the background, but there is still continuous awareness of the breath, but not as in, as not in so much detail. So see how we have the hub of awareness, which is the knowing of the sound, the knowing of the sensations, and, and the attention is the stretching of that knowing to the various contents or objects on the, on the wheel. Now, just finishing this part of the meditation, I want you to actually now, rather than focusing your attention on the contents of your experience, whether that be the breath or the sounds or your face, 
and actually see if you can focus your attention on the hub itself. See if you can bend your attention backwards and focus on the hub of the wheel, the knower of all your experiences. So this is a little, a little bit like trying to bend the light of your torch or your spotlight onto itself, or a little bit like trying to see the seer. And as you can see, it's, it's impossible to do because the, the knower, the hub of awareness cannot be objectified in any way. It's not a thing, it's not a content. <clears throat> all the uh, contents of our experience, all the objects of our experience are what we might call the phenomena of consciousness, are impermanent and changing from one moment to the next. The only thing that doesn't change is the knowing of your experience. If there was no knowing of experience, literally, you would not be here. So when in our Zen practice, we talk about objectless meditation, what we actually do in that regards is just allow our attention, <clears throat> which normally goes out towards the contents or objects of our experience. We just let our attention rest in awareness itself without focusing on any particular object. And in that way, we are cultivating awareness of awareness. So just for a couple of minutes, just allow your, allow your attention just to rest in global awareness, non-focal awareness. Just rest your attention in awareness of awareness itself. Notice when we allow ourselves to rest as awareness. Awareness itself is naturally at rest. It's naturally at peace. 
Awareness itself is unbroken peace. It's very important to distinguish the contents or objects or phenomena of awareness from awareness itself. Even though they are inseparable, in other words, we could not possibly experience any content without it being known by awareness. They are distinguishable by the fact that awareness itself is continuous, as in phenomenal consciousness, and the contents of awareness are impermanent. Now, for the final part of this morning's meditation, I want to return to the question of waking up from the self-centered dream. So meta-consciousness, the awareness of being aware and the awareness of being aware of a particular content, such as the breath, is intermittent, it's not continuous. Hence, being caught in the dream is when we lose and forget our nature of awareness, of being aware of being aware. Being caught in the self-centered dream is what I call normal, everyday dissociation. So normally, like when we dream at night, literally when we dream at night, very few of us, and it's very, very unusual to be aware of dreaming when we're dreaming, To be meta-conscious of dreaming is what's called lucid dreaming. People do report experiences of lucid dreaming, and it's actually a practice that you can do in Tibetan Buddhism, but it's very unusual. Most of the time when we dream, we're lost in the dream. We're not aware that we're dreaming when we're in the dream until we wake up. And then we say, oh, thank goodness that was just a dream. Or, oh, what a shame it was just a dream. (laughs) I was having such a good time. The parallel process in our everyday waking life, normal dissociation, is when we get lost in thoughts. We become identified with a thought, which is like getting lost in a dream. And we can spend a lot of our waking life daydreaming, lost in thoughts. Sometimes there may be relatively harmless thoughts and harmless daydreams, perfectly fine. 
sometimes there may be more harmful thoughts which cause suffering to ourselves and others. Thoughts of personal inadequacy, thoughts of blame, etc., judgments, the kinds of thoughts that inevitably or ineluctably lead to suffering of one kind or another. So being caught in the self-centered dream is like normal dissociation. We lose ourselves, we forget ourselves, and we forget our true nature of awareness. So like, that's phenomenal consciousness. Uh, where we lose ourselves in something. We're experiencing it. So we're experiencing thoughts, but we are not meta-aware. We're not meta-conscious of the fact that we're having thought. The practice, as you know, that Joko Beck recommended for this was to actually, when we do notice we are lost in thoughts, to re-represent the thought to our consciousness, which is an act of metacognition or metaconsciousness. So say we're having the thought I'm so stupid. That thought, and in cognitive therapy, they're called automatic thoughts. People can have automatic thoughts. I am so stupid that they're experiencing all the time, but they are not aware that they're experiencing those thoughts. But those thoughts are influencing their experience of themselves. Whenever you are in a particular mood or some kind of negative mood, check very carefully to see if you're missing automatic thoughts. Automatic thoughts can create panic attacks. Often people will say, I don't know why I was so why I was overcome by panic. I've got no idea why. They're probably not conscious of the thoughts that preceded the panic. So we can be experiencing phenomenal consciousness, but not be meta-conscious of it. It's a really, really important point. So when Joker Beck says, if you're having the thought, I am so stupid. Say to yourself, having the thought, I'm so stupid. Having the thought, I'm so stupid. As we re-represent that thought to ourselves, we lose or loosen our identification with the thought and return to our awareness of awareness. I am experiencing the thought. 
you're so stupid, but I am not the thought. And return to who you truly are, which is awareness of the thought. The thought will go, it might come back, but it will go. If you don't attach to it, if you don't get caught in it, it will go and you return to the clarity of being awareness. And the more we do that, that deepens into being peace. And the more we do that, the more being peace we are, the more we bring that to the world as well. Okay, we'll just go into silence now. We've got about um, seven minutes left. If anybody wants to witness anything. So witnessing is a form of meta-consciousness. When we witness, we're witnessing something which is present moment experience. I don't want you to witness something that which you remember from the past, but if you, if you want to share something you're witnessing right now in the next few minutes, please feel free to do so. <laughs> <laughs> 